Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and welcome to this very special edition of the Alex Cast. This edition is so special, it'll make you quiver. It'll make you drop to your knees, throw your hands up to the sky, genuflect before the power that is the Alex Cast. You will speak in tongues and say, Oh, sweet Lord Jesus. You will fall further because you're already on your knees and say, Oh, sweet Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for bringing me this episode of the Alex Cast. Why is this episode so special? Because it's not my goddamn show. Tonight, I am taking the interview that I did with the boys over at The What Cast, that being Mateo at Dreckface and Mike at Last Bone Stands. You can find them at thewhatcast.libson.com uh, or on Facebook at... No, not on Facebook. Well, you can find them on Facebook. I'll put a link there. But find them on Twitter at The Whatcast. So yes, I did this with them a little bit ago. This is going to be... It was episode 14 of their show. I was also on episode 7 and episode 18. I'm a regular man about town when it comes to other podcasts. Look at me doing things. So yes, before we get there, please, please, please listen to me. If you're going to shop for anything uh, at Amazon.com for the holidays, I pray, I implore you to go to AlexCast.com first and click the Amazon link. I get a small percentage of your purchase and you get absolutely nothing taken away from your purchase. You don't have to pay extra. Just helps the show out. I'm so destitute right now. I'm so poor. And I know you guys are going to spend money on Amazon. Please remember, just click the fucking ad. Just just click. And if you can remember, clear your cookies first. But that's not a big deal if you don't have to, if you don't want to. But theoretically, you're supposed to before you do it because it's an Amazon thing. Yada, yada. Also, if you want a free ebook, you can click the Audible um, logo on my website. If you click that or go to audibletrial.com slash alexcast, you are qualified to get a free, that's free as in air, ebook. Or uh, audiobook. And yes, you can get it. You get to keep the book forever if you don't want the service. And all you got to do is sign up. You get two free weeks. And then uh, if you don't like it, just cancel. You get to keep the free book. And I get a small finder's fee. And that small finder's fee would be uh, really helpful to me because, again, fucking destitute. Oh, God, help me. Oh, please, God, help me. Go to Amazon. Click the AlexCast link. No, go to AlexCast. Click the Amazon link. Strike that. Reverse it. Willy Wonka style. Yes, so do that. You can also help by buying Periphery. You can find that on alexcast.com. Uh, just click the books button. That will be where you can find the books I've written. Good. Also, go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. That is where I drink. And I like drinking there. Beyond that, that is what helps pay for the show, because they are our sponsor. And yes, so go there. Facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. You can find them in the real world at 14 Northeast 22nd Ave in beautiful Northeast Portland. If you're on Burnside and you get to 22nd Ave, you just turn down it and then you're like, hey, look, there there it is. It's the standard. And go there. If you're there on a Sunday, you will spend $2 on a microbrew. If you're there on a Monday, you'll spend $4 on a quality craft vodka drink. If you're there on a Wednesday, you will spend $1 on a completely inferior quality Ham's brand beer. But it's a dollar, so fuck off. It's delicious. Facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Go. Enjoy. Keep me going. Yes. Okay, so holiday season's coming up. Make sure, click the uh, Amazon link on alexcast.com before you go. Seriously, just do it. I, I cannot describe to you how much shit is breaking in my life. The thing I do all my writing on is is falling to pieces. And, and that means I would have to only write in my apartment, which is fine, but I like writing outside. I need to buy a new thing 
So go. Or there's a PayPal link. If you have extra money, just give me money on PayPal. I'll buy a nice, you know, thing with a keyboard on it. It'll be delightful. Okay. That is enough of my begging. You'll be hearing a lot more of that. So just fucking click the link. I cannot stress this to you enough. So enjoy this episode. This is from the Whatcast. Uh, we talk about, uh, let's see. Here's some Bible-y stuff, uh, comic books, uh, since it's me, cryptozoology and Nazis and the occultism the hell they're in. Um, and I think we do a little bit on the missing time hypothesis that, uh, there's a chunk of the Middle Ages that is missing from the historical record. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. So enjoy. Uh, and, uh, yes, that'll be it. Make sure to check out the Whatcast, uh, thewhatcast.lipson.com. All the links will be up on alexcast.com and check it out. Cool. So hope you enjoy. Bye. doing alex i'm doing very well how are you guys i'm doing pretty good yeah i can't complain well, that doesn't sound very inventive <laughs> what can you do wait <laughs> here let me start um <laughs> <laughs> so between the two of you guys um i don't know if you care about this stuff but do you want to hear my corrections i have for you Yes. All right. Yes. We break up every little boats. I was listening to your show on the way home. Oh, nice. Um, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad. I just thought it'd be amusing. Um, so here, well, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. One, Mike, the Nephilim only show up in the, uh, they're in the book of Enoch, which are actually not part of the Old Testament. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're agnostic books, but everybody says yeah. that all that fallen angel stuff. That's, that's from outside of biblical sources. I, yeah. I I thought the Book of Enoch was originally included, but it was removed. No, that's one of those popular stories. Uh, mm. It's one of the Gnostic Gospels. Uh, it's well, right, let's put it this way: biblical scholars say that it was just one of the kind of extra books. But you oh. know, if you want to do like the conspiracy thing, I, I don't know that side of it. So, like the 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 thing you learn in class is that it was never included. I'll mm. put it that way because we all know that some. Some funky shit can happen, and the story that we get told isn't true. But yeah, as far as those old school uh, neato books are concerned, like you know, like uh, when they were putting the Bible together, that one was never there. But um, and what was the other one? It wasn't even anything good. Uh, oh yeah, Book of Revelation. Uh, that's uh, if you talk to linguists, uh, that whole book it's it's not prophecy and all those demon guys you're talking about. It's just metaphors for Rome, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know, the seven-headed serpent with seven crowns? That's the original seven kings of Rome when they were founded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole that whole thing is, like, really just... The whole thing is a political treatise against Rome. Like, all the cryptids and whatever in there are just... If we lived around that time, we would understand what those things are referencing. And, like, a lot smarter people than us um, probably do now. I'm not one of them. I just do the <laughs> seven-headed serpent thing. But uh, yeah, all the other ones, like, there, there's these reference points that you can follow. So that whole book isn't prophecy or anything. It, well, I mean, it's prophecy for the fall of Rome, not not apocalypse. So it's essentially the ancient Roman version of a donkey and an elephant? Yeah. it's it, Yeah, it's like an old school. But, I mean, the, the, the thing now is we can be a little more affront because 
I mean, right. generally, Barack Obama's not going to nail you to wood if you make fun of him. And that was like a really, yeah. like, that was a really likely result um, if you started saying <laughs> some some bad shit about Rome back then. So, uh, so uh, John was uh, quite quite right to dance around the issue a little bit. But all that stuff is is uh, as far as I was taught by my uh, ancient histories professor is all pretty understandable stuff. Like nowadays, if you heard like you know. Um, uh, the man with two faces and, and elephant ears lives on the ruins of a swamp. Like we would know, it's like, oh, hey, we're making a, a rude reference to Obama. But give it a thousand years and it's like, oh my God, they had two-faced people and, and <laughs> elephant. And they, 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 the city of the, the District of Columbia fell into the seas and it was the Atlantis of that time. <laughs> and uh, the other one, and I'm not sure about this because I kind of wanted to just tell you about it because maybe you'll look it up for me. But I heard that the pale horse and the four horsemen are a reference to the triumphal march when Rome came back in town. Like when a conquering Roman, uh, when the, when the emperor came back, he would have four white stallions, uh, carry his chariot back into Rome. Hmm, and that would be like the thing, but I don't, that one I'm not sure about. That's one of those ones that I think I may have put that together. So like the chances are it's completely fucking wrong, but I know that it was white horses and there was four of them when they went back into Rome, but I don't, maybe the reference isn't that, but. That was more if you guys are into that kind of stuff. I haven't done my Bible reading in a really long time, so I was like, oh, I know those ones, so I'm going to tell them. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, look into that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that was my old – that's how I started all this shit was uh, the bible stuff. I was into that for a really long time, so some of them I'm pretty versed on. Nice. But that's Seems... it. That's, that's all your corrections. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I actually have paper in front of me, and it is duly noted. <laughs> I'm glad you duly noted it. <laughs> here we go. Case here. Case close. <laughs> well, yeah, we solved the Bible. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, I still love the the metaphors of the creatures. That's some that's some of the oddest shit I've ever fucking read in my life. Oh yeah, they sound badass. Yeah. yeah. And pretty insulting to whoever the dude that they're making fun of is, you know. <laughs> like, cause I'm sure those all those weird ass creatures were like a direct reference to like you know Nero or whoever the guy was at that time, you know Pontius or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that what the the six one sixes was Nero? Yeah, I had heard that, but I didn't. That's one of those ones I don't really. I I, I kind of had ended my Bible study stuff at that point when I don't know when it was actually found out, but when I started reading that six 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 was wrong, um, I had already kind of gotten out of that. Like, not, mm. that I, not that I was into it, but like. I was on to like weirder <laughs> shit. So I didn't do a lot of study, but that is, that is, I heard the same thing as you that that like the Hebrew number references means Nero, but I didn't do my research involved probably looking at one story and going, Oh, that's cool. I'm just going to believe it. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause there it is. Yeah. It's a neat story and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to yeah. do any more work on it. If someone wants to do the work for me and correct me, thank you. I appreciate it. But for now, I'm just going to believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> and since you've actually had a professor, I'm going to go with, uh, what you said. Oh yeah, he was a good one too. The dude, this guy Iris Spar, um, the guy that taught him was the one that, um, deciphered linear B or linear A, the, the one that got deciphered. I always fuck that up, but the, the one that got translated, uh, yeah, the guy that taught him was, uh, that dude. So he was like, he had some good credentials under his belt. That's awesome. Yeah. Well shit, I guess we're gonna, I guess we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna have a pretty much a what if discussion. And uh, we we both have all well, three of us probably have shit we want to talk about. Mike, what did uh, you want to start off with? Schizophrenics. Cool. What's your uh... so well? This all started when uh, I I was taking mushrooms with one of my friends, and she took it 
she was taking mushrooms for the first time and she uh she actually worked in a mental institution and she had you know dealings with people with schizophrenia on a, on a daily basis and she had been thinking for a while about schizophrenics and what they see at, like when they when they have their hallucinations or hear their voices or whatever and she told me about this one guy who claimed that he did not live on this planet he was from another planet and there were these creatures that were being sent from space to hunt him down because he wasn't supposed to be here and he had to go meet somebody at, at the specific airport and they were going to take him back to his home planet but he said when these things would come attack him they would shoot him and when he would say that he was under attack he would get these red welts that would develop on his skin so she started to think like what if these people aren't making stuff up they're just seeing things that like their their brain is just has something wired with it where we we can't see what they're seeing but what they're seeing is not just a fake hallucination it's something that's actually really happening so when she was telling me about this when when the mushrooms took effect and she started to freak out because she was seeing things so she started to think that she was seeing things on a different level like on a from a different dimension than um we were seeing but everything she was seeing was real and she that was like i said it was her first trip so she didn't really understand how it works and she started freaking out thinking she was going she was being or seeing the world that schizophrenics see hmm yeah, that's, that job would probably do that if you take mushrooms and start thinking about yeah. that. Wait, from what I understand, uh, schizophrenia is like, I mean, it actually, uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's an actual like disfigurement maybe or an actual disease on the brain. It's physically on the brain and it does spread from what I understand. And that can uh, affect any area of the brain. And mm. I wonder if that could alter senses and things like that to where people can see things and have different perceptions. I'm, I'm curious, and it would be a good place to research, but I wouldn't even know how to type it. But, you know, they've got those, uh, they call them the Wonder Machine, the uh, 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 fMRI, the Functional Magnetic Resonating, the thing you put your brain under and you can watch your brain think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious, and I'm sure they've done it, but I wouldn't even know how to look into it. But uh, if they've looked at the brain of a schizophrenic while they're, you know, in, in that state, while they're, you know, talking to the people that are shooting them with ray guns or whatever – and see if the, I mean, that's a really shitty example, but see if the same part of the brain lit up as when a real alien was shooting you with a, with a, you know, you know what I'm saying? If it's the same part of the brain that lights up when you're actually experiencing real world stimulus, or if it's the part of the brain that lights up when you're, uh, reading a book or using your imagination, which I, I mean, I don't even know if that's where, you know, where they, the hallucinations come from, but it'd be interesting because, yeah, I mean, it's a good point because it's almost, like shamans kind of make themselves almost kind of schizophrenic, like a controlled schizophrenia, and they get to talk to the other side. So maybe schizophrenia does, you know, it, it gets you into that state where you can kind of look at it and observe it, but your brain's all fucked up, so you can't filter it properly, and it just, you know, kind of eats you alive. Hmm. Yeah, I've also heard that people were have been able to, like, create uh or or, you know, make bruises and things on their body just through... Like, like believing that they were being injured or whatever. I've, I've heard of cases where that has happened. So that could also be an explanation for what was going on with that guy when he was thinking he, like he really thought he was being attacked. And as a result, his body reacted in that way because his mind thought it was real. 
Yeah, no, that's that's I know that's happened with Stigmata before, where I mean, unless yeah. you believe that that's the power of Christ or whatever, but like there's been people that have manifested welts on their hands. Uh, but the weird thing is, is that back in the day when everybody thought you're crucified through your hands, Stigmata always showed up there. And then when like that kind of the popular theory was that you had to be crucified through your wrist because that's the thing that would hold your weight, mm-hmm. you'd start to right. see more Stigmata happening on your wrist than on your hand. Yeah, that is- that is pretty interesting. Yeah, I remember when they changed all the crosses, you started seeing them with their yeah. nails through the wrist. I never even thought about that. So they actually did that in, in like modern crucifixes, have it through the wrist. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never even thought about looking at that. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was a kid seeing a cross. Like My grandma had a really big, fancy, abalone-covered cross, and I saw that they were through his hands. And I asked my dad, I was like, you'd probably hang there for like, what, 10 or 15 seconds? And he was like, yep, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of seemed like, uh, like the history channel and shit like that. They started getting deep into the Bible shit very early in their career and s- people started bringing that up. And then I slowly saw all the crosses change. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The history channel went from, we used to joke around about being the Hitler channel. Yeah. And, then, and it went to, and then all of a sudden it was, it was Hitler and then it was Jesus is everywhere. And oh yeah. And then aliens was kind of step three was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything, every single, uh, ancient thing on the planet was created by aliens. <laughs> Everything. According to that show. Well, that, that's a, that's a fact. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, it's, if it says the history channel, not the, not the speculative history channel. So yes, it is a fact. Exactly. <laughs> Ted Turner said so. Yeah. I wonder, now you got me thinking about the schizophrenia. I wonder, I mean, I guess this has been looked at before, but like, you know, just no offense to the, the, the guys back then, but let's, oh, let's go with John. I don't want to say Jesus because people get all riled up if you talk about Jesus. Like, if John's just a schizophrenic, you know, he watched his buddy die, he's living in this really shitty area, his nutrition's horrible, like, I wonder if his brain just went sideways, and that's where the revelation came from, that's where the, the, you know, the really weird visions are coming from. That's a very good point, man, you know, going through all that stuff and doing all that shit with your buddy who you believe is God or the son of God, I mean, I can see that wearing down on somebody mentally after a while, I know, wasn't John kind of like a violent guy, too? That's that's when Jesus would always tell, if you live by yeah. the sword, you'll die by the sword. Yeah, he was the one that cut off the guard's ear that tried to accost Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that was that dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get them all confused. Well, then- I don't know if it was John. There's there's speculation that the John that did Revelation was not the same John that was one of his uh the one of the twelve disciple or apostles. Yeah the, yeah, the big twelve. See, that's what's messed up. Like. There's a bunch of them that have different names. Like, there's, I think there's three Peters. There's like, yeah. There's a bunch of Simons. Yeah. There's two Judases, uh, which sucks for the other guy. Cause, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, uh, Judas yeah. Iscariot is the one that, uh, yeah, Judas Iscariot's the one that, that dimed out Jesus. But then there's, right. uh, Judas, uh, Mescatolan. And he's just kind of hanging out there like, ah, oh, crap. You know, might, you know, might <laughs> completely ruin, you know, the <laughs> one evil dude. Uh, at least he got mostly forgotten by history. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but like, you know, talk about that thing of you want your name to go on. It's, you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like being in the 30s. Be you're, you know, your name's, you know, uh, your name happens to be Adolf Hitler. Like just, you're not even related to the game. <laughs> walking around just being a regular I don't old. I even know him. Yeah, you probably, you know, you live in America and your name's Adolf Hitler and then this shit's coming up. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's what I was thinking being like a, like a 23 year old German kid. At, at the time of Hitler's rise and just like being like inventing this huge, like peace orientated, like humanity 
bonding movement and then you're just like hi i made off hitler then the next day that asshole who's already <laughs> fucking taken over half the world oh yeah or you know already had his power in place that kid's just like oh, oh fuck yeah there goes my entire life and my kid's life yeah well that's what you know that's when you change it that's going back to the bible that's what happened to saul of tarsus let's say he becomes paul so you know instead of you could be you could be uh you know date off mittler <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Paul to Saul, it's, you know, or Saul to Paul, it's yeah. not like they're really thinking deep about that change. <laughs> That's very true. But I remember reading about uh, this one guy, I can't remember his name, I tried to look for him, but uh, he had written a book about his theories on how the human brain was more active way, way, way back in the day. And that's why people were able to see things like dragons. And that's why people were writing up things like fairies and, and demons even. Is that uh, there's different parts of the brain that are dead to us now that were active and allowed us to see those things, and I always thought that was a really cool theory. Well, in the uh, the metaphysical world, uh, not to get all too hippy dippy with you, but I'm a weirdo, so I'll talk about that. But um, I'm actually right now in the process of decalcifying my pineal gland, according to the uh, alchemic <laughs> and uh, mystical weirdos I hang out with. <laughs> um, but they say that uh, that's the thing that used to be super active, and that's the one that can get you in contact with. Uh, you know, when you vibrate to a higher dimension and when you can talk to, you know, the ascended sage masters and all that sort of stuff uh, is, you know, your pineal gland working. So uh, the thing yeah. that I mean, I'm not sure if that's what the book you were referencing, but I know uh, this is something that's talked about in kind of occult and mystical communities is that's the thing you have to kind of reawaken. And in um, the Hindu thing, it's the um, the crown chakra is related to that. So if you ever if you know anything about the Hindu chakra system, that's also referenced. It's kind of overlapped to be the same thing. Yeah, I've heard of of that before. Isn't uh, like the symbol for it like a pine cone? Because that's what the gland looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah. the the top of the Pope's staff has a pine. Yeah, cone there's pictures it. of uh, there's pictures of uh, Jesus with it too. Like, there's a lot of references. And um, uh, um, I can't think of his name, but the um, oh, heavens, the Murgatory, uh, the old Mesopotamian, the winged, the winged, uh. The, uh, the flying wing thing from Mesopotamia. Either way, there was an acorn near him, too. I can't think of his fucking name. Nah, sorry. Oh, that's really annoying. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I can think of his... The bad guy is Ahura Mazda. What the hell is his name? No, 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 that's it. Ahura Mazda. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Angra Manu is the bad guy. But yeah, Ahura Mazda, the uh, the old Mesopotamian Sumerian dude. But uh, he's like the early, you know, from like the earliest writings, cuneiform, and uh, he's, he's referenced with that uh, uh, acorn thing. So hmm. it'd be interesting... Uh, yeah, interesting overlap if that's what the reference point is. And then all sorts of Egyptian shit. Like, they, that's, Egyptians were like, seed of the soul, it's right there, that's where the thing is, you know. And it's interesting that it's called a third eye, too, because in lizards it actually has some of the parts of an eye. Like, I, I don't, like, the, it's got a retina or something in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy it's, shit. Ours has a two, apparently. The, the, the theory that I've read, and, and when, I have to be careful when I use terms because I'm, I just talked about mysticism and, you know, I'm, I'm taking colloidal gold to open up my pineal gland and I use the term <laughs> there. But when I say theory this time, I mean actual evolutionary theory going to, you know, to anthropology courses kind of theory, um, is that it, the pineal gland actually is a remnant of, uh, a, a it literally our lizard third eye. Because it's related to apparently it's related to some of the chemicals taken in with uh, sunlight, like vitamin D or whatever, is some of the uh, chemical relation is there. So they think maybe that's like kind of like evolutionarily that's the uh, kind of leftovers of that, and it ends up serving like a different purpose. Uh, I don't. I, there's some kind of evidence for that, and 
I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think it was kind of complex, like actual science evidence, not like say it on, you know, a fun podcast evidence, you know, like some kind of, you know, right, yeah. complex, <laughs> complex acid word that you can compare and contrast to other acids in the, you know, deep, deep past. That's crazy. So we have a partially formed eyeball in our heads. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is weird? This is not, um, this is not paranormal at all, but it's awesome. Um, if you look in your eye, you know, those like, like on the other side of, uh, right next to the tear duct, there's like kind of like folds, like it's weird, that little pink shit, like right on the nose side of your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually, that's a remnant of us having, uh, one of those, uh, nictitating membranes that, that lizards have, you know, that weird, like, and sharks have it too, that kind of second eyelid. Yeah, the clear yeah. eyelid that yeah. protects it. Yeah. We used to have that back in the day, and that's actually what that is. That's the remnant of where that would have came out of back when we had it. That's gnarly. Yeah, it's awesome. It's nothing, nothing paranormal about it at all. I just found that out a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I've had one of these my whole life, and I didn't know it yet existed. That is really cool. I didn't know about that either. Yeah, it's fun. I'm going to pretend mine works still all the time now. Uh, you have no idea how long I tried to try. I'm like, come on. It's got to be in there. Like, I was trying to, like, make it because I, I don't know what you could do with it, but I'd feel pretty fucking cool if I could do it. You can be a super lifeguard. Yeah, I guess. I'm kind of shit at swimming, though. <laughs> I used to be a certified lifeguard. Really? Yeah. Actually save someone? Like, you've got, you've got a life in your, in your ledger? Oh no, I didn't save anybody. I just, I had somebody, uh, struggle with me pretty good and almost put me under. And I was like, yeah, I'm good off that. Fuck you guys. And my dad used to- Were you to, at a pool or was it at, at like a lake or the ocean or something? At a pool. Oh. My dad used to be a, a lifeguard in New York and he said that, uh, he had somebody do the same thing and, uh, he just, he, he said he elbowed him in a temple as hard as he could and knocked him out and drug him back to shore. He said that's what they were instructed to do or else they'll kill you too. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard something like that is that it, it the, that's the most dangerous part of the job or whatever. So you, the, the idea is that you try to help them as best you can. And if that involves either violence towards them or shoving just a, a flotation device near them, be like, fine, hang on to it. They're thrashy. Wow. Yeah. The point is that you're not supposed to die with them. You know, you're not supposed to make the situation worse. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, for my thing is like, there's sharks and scary things in water, so I just, I, I'm good on land. Yeah, I stay out of the ocean myself. Yeah, I mean, I say I have like pools and, and lakes too, because I mean, I don't know there's no shark in there. <laughs> you know the amount of books I've read on transdimensional Bigfoot? Like, there's <laughs> sharks in my pool. <laughs> I've, I've read myself into a corner that there's no safe place for me. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. when you start getting into things going across dimensions, you really, there's nothing safe. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, unless I walk around some, you know, magical circle hula hoop with me, like, you know, I'll just stay in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever read the story Hounds of Tindalos? It's nah. like a, god, who the fuck wrote it? It might have been Howard, but I don't remember. It, it's, it's like based on the, the Lovecraft universe. But it's about these extra dimensional creatures that are able to get you through anything that has angles. So it's about this guy who's trying to basically make the inside of his house into like a sphere with plaster and shit so that they can't get through from angles. Oh, cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's fun. I remember this, uh, and this is not going to sound terrifying because I'm pretty sure it was from the real Ghostbusters cartoon, but, uh, nice. they, like, they had these demon things that came through the mirror and like dragged you into the mirror world. And, uh, that sent, that scared me for many years of my life. And I think I still have like a somewhat distrust of mirrors, like from that stupid show. But that's kind of related, that kind of angular. There's something, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just, it's not natural. Like you're not supposed to have 
right angles in nature. So there is something kind of suspicious about it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I put a mirror up to a mirror and looked in it when I was a kid and I did that for about four seconds and I put it down and I was like, I'm never doing that again. It just didn't feel natural to me. Yeah, yeah it is pretty weird. And that the the epic bad move, which I definitely did, of the uh, when you're on a lot of drugs that make your perception odd of deciding to look at yourself in the mirror. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I actually talked about that a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. What a dumb idea that is. Just. Yeah. It really is. Don't ever do that, kids. Yeah. Everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, drugs are you know bad or blah blah blah. I'm lying. But the the mirror thing. Seriously, don't look in the mirror. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> but if you're gonna do them, do not look in a mirror. Yeah, and unless you're doing coke, because then, you know, that's a good place to cut it up. I'm not saying, <laughs> saying the mirror thing doesn't apply to coke. Oh, this has nothing to do with uh, anything paranormal either, but did you guys ever see that picture of that cokehead who decided it was a good idea to cut his face off? And oh, then, no. And, and then he didn't. Thank God I never saw that. He didn't die. He ended up, uh, his adrenaline was so up from the coke that he just didn't die, and uh, he I'm telling so you guys, a man with no face. It's it's not no face, dude. He was ghostwriter. It was a skeleton showing, literally. Oh, God. it was it was awful. I thought it was funny, but now did he later break back into the Gotham Police Department? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually it's actually the current plot in the New Fifty Two uh, Batman. So um, it is Joker cut his face off and he it back. oh yeah yeah <laughs> Joker discovers cocaine yeah part one. Well, I, Was, it wasn't I it somebody know. else that cut his face off though. Yeah, I have no idea. I I only started rereading it because I found out about the reboot and I wanted to got I wanted wow that, that sentence failed on launch. I wanted to get back into comics uh, and I found out about the new Fifty Two. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like I don't have to worry about all that other like all the crap I've missed in the years I haven't read. And uh, I got yeah. back then, but when I picked up the book, he had already been faceless. I think it's one of the things that carried over uh, from the old. Uh, the old. It happened in the uh, the. It was actually the first episode or the f- first issue of uh, Detective Comics of the New 52 is when he lost his face, but it wasn't clear if he cut it off or if uh, it was somebody uh, else. I don't think I read those. De- I don't think I read the Detective Comics of that, or at least not all of them. Okay. No. Hey, now they were the only ones that I've read. I I found a, a very legal place to download all of them. Very legal. I paid for every one of them. So I read a lot of them. Oh, nice. That's sweet of you, Alex. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely. For, hey guys, here's the thing. Uh, my name's Alex. I wrote uh, a book. It's on Amazon called Periphery. It's available uh, on ebook. If you want to steal it, cool. I got okay. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not a hypocrite. I know it's wrong, and I'm saying steal my shit. That's cool. I I don't know about it. I'm. You're, if you're not gonna buy it in the first place, cool, go for it. It's just just don't steal it if you're gonna buy it. And I'm telling DC right now. You were never getting any money off me, so I'm just, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. If I ever found myself, fi- like, with enough money, I'll give you money. I'll probably buy those ones again, because like, hey, I owe you money for them, but the fact is, it's, it's no skin off your ass, cause you're never getting it anyway. <laughs> I, I haven't been reading comic books in quite a while, so what the shit is the new 52? Oh, they rebooted the entire DC universe. Uh, 52 titles got rebooted all at once. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, uh, the the Batman run has been really good. Uh, well, I shouldn't say really good because I haven't read recently, but to me it's really good. Um, yeah, the they did a bunch of I don't know if it's new, but they've got the Justice League Dark, which I really enjoy. It's hmm. like to the occult people, like uh, Constantine's there. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that was a new one. Oh, that is new. Okay, yeah, yeah. which I I've enjoyed that because I like Constantine a lot, and then Constantine got rebooted. Yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. Like it's I, I know some of the traditionalists are a little annoyed, but I think you know 
change happens, so they're going to get you know irritated. Yeah. I remember when Marvel rebooted, it was a little annoying, but eh, it's got to happen. The shitty thing is that DC just rebooted like five years ago. Didn't they? Like they just had the, or not even, I don't even think it was five years ago. They fucking did this whole thing where like Batman died and shit, but then he didn't die. And Yeah, he wasn't in a different dimension. Yeah, Darkseid blasted him into a different dimension. Yeah, they, but they just rebooted it, and then the fact that they were just rebooted it again was, I think that's what had everybody pissed off. Yeah, what I liked about this though is that they rebooted but with new numbering. Like it literally was Batman number yeah. one. Like DC is traditionally after, you know, crisis and infinite crisis and sort of crisis and fiscal crisis and all the other times they've done this <laughs> shit. It's, yeah. They kept the numbering the same and some of the mythos was the same. This was like, they're kind of retelling their origin. They don't really retell the origin stories per se, but they retell like any of the teams you tell, you, you get to watch their origin and you get sort of like earlier, like Superman's still kind of brandy new and Batman mm. doesn't seem, I mean, I guess Batman's doing it for a while, but it's not like, you know, it's, I don't know, I kind of like it this way because it's actually like a legitimate reboot, not like a, oh, well, you know, Superboy punched a hole in the universe and now we're not (laughs) sure what this is about. Like, this is like literally like, all right, cool, we're just going to pretend these have never happened. Let's just start telling stories about these characters. That's cool. I'd appreciate that more than like what, I don't know, I hate when it's just like everything's the same, but it's a different dimension where everything is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. But in this one, one character is evil and this one's good. Like, it's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they're all the same people, you know, Batman's still Bruce Wayne and all that good shit. Yeah. From, yeah, from what I can, I mean, Batman's all exactly the same. From what I can tell, all the other books are the same, but there's some that I never read before, so I can't really, like, speak on their, like, the Wonder Woman stuff seems the same, but I haven't really read Wonder Woman ever. Yeah. <laughs> and The, the Flash- weird thing is that, that Batman was, like, and before they rebooted, he had a son, and his son was the new Robin, but now in the reboot, his son was still Robin and Dick Grayson was still Nightwing, but everything was rebooted. So it was kind of weird how they worked that out. They did. They did keep some of the storylines uh, the same. Yeah. Uh, but it was the, the way they handled it was more just like, oh, well, that's just where we're joining this guy. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, they get the origin story of Batman visa. Like the first run is the, the court of owls is like the big, the big bad. Right. So you get to hear, like, you kind of figure out why Batman started and the history of Gotham. So they kind of sneak an origin story in there. But he just happens to be, because we're picking him up, you know, 10 years into his run, there's yeah. these background characters that are still there, you know, like Robin and other Robin and third Robin and, you know. Yeah. Girl Robin. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Well, there's also Batman. There's a Batgirl and Batwoman comics, which I've not yeah. read of them, but I don't Batwoman's actually excellent. I haven't read Batgirl, but Batwoman is. I don't now there there's a thing where the the artist and the author both left the book because they wanted she's a lesbian and they wanted her to get married in the books and DC nixed that idea. They didn't want to have a lesbian character get married. Oh, so they they left. But it, when they were when they were doing it it was really good. That's that's actually that was the last of the new 52 that I was still getting. Yeah, no, it's been good. But I mean, so in the end, uh, that's how schizophrenics and uh, seeing other vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books. Yeah, sorry, I'm a tangent machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I was just gonna say the same thing. I was just gonna ask you guys what what do you think would happen uh, to everybody in the world if that if that ended up being true? You know, how quick do you think people would like the government try to harvest that? Try to 
cause a certain enough schizophrenia to where you can see alternate beings and into different dimensions. Well, I would say it's already happened on a certain level with uh, all that um, uh, Inigo Swan stuff, you know, that uh, remote viewing shit the U.S. government did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because uh, they were, I mean, they're de- they're playing with psychics and remote viewing and that that kind of level of viewing the universe. And it, I think that's about as far as you can go with a government. Because even if you find that schizophrenics are that way, like you know they do see something we can't see, it, they would have to figure out how to turn off the the you know complete bonkers crazy part so they could get lucid answers from them. You know, like you'd have to find some way to to filter just, it. Yeah, just get the one the one useful part. And I think they tried that. I mean, that's what that's what all that remote viewing stuff was, or when they when they experimented with LSD back in the day. And yeah, you know, I guess it didn't work, or maybe it did work. And you know, there's some really shadowy shit going on still. I, I wonder how far they got with all that stuff. It depends on who you listen to. There's, I mean, there's some guys who said they were part of the program and that they were really successful and they used it a lot. And there's other guys who say they were part of the program and it was unsuccessful and they stopped doing it. It's, it's you know like any any other government conspiracy you've got people on both sides saying completely opposite shit and I'm sure the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's about what I've heard too. I've heard completely differing stories, but I like I like the really fun one. So that's one of those ones that says, yeah. we're gonna know the truth." I'm going with that Inigo Swan stuff where it's just like, "Oh, I, I remote viewed aliens on the moon and I talked to God and all that weird shit." It's like, "Ah, that's more fun." Yeah, yeah I'll just believe that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Now, I know uh, Hitler was into the occult, trying to gain all sorts of different types of uh, new power. Alex, do you know how far he got with that shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was part of a thing called the Thule Society. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I, I, I'm much more of a reader than a hearing things out loud, but let's go with T-H-U-L-E Society. And he comes from the tradition of, uh, you know, Madame Blavatsky. She was like the biggest occultist in Europe in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he he kind of comes from that tradition, and one of his generals I don't remember which one. So I'm just gonna say it's Goebbels. I don't remember which one, but uh, God, they actually built like a there's a literally their magic castle on a hill. Like there's pictures of it. You can find it. I don't remember the name of the castle on top of it, but there's occult you know symbols in the floor in the basement. And he believed in the thing of his uh, 13 sacrificed heroes. You know about that? Mm-mm. It's uh, during the I, if I recall correctly, it's the the beer hole push when he first tried to take power in Germany. Um, 13 of his soldiers died. So he built like these pillars in, in Germany, like these kind of Roman pillars that are like the almost sacrificial pillars to these 13 that died. Like they were the sacrifices that'll bring on the Reich. And he kept replacing th- those 13 with other 13s because like the energy was running out or whatever. So that's like kind of the, the, the stuff you can prove. Um, and then he did send out teams to try to get objects. Like it's somewhat known that he did try to go for the Spear of Destiny. That's one of the, more popular stories and they think that's probably true um we know he went after the ark of the covenant oh really yeah well when we say went after it's who knows how much that actually meant but there was like a you know there was a note maybe to to his you know the the nazi archaeologists because they were nazi archaeologists he had you know he had teams of them uh i know it's known that he they were meant to look for them um and he was obsessed with uh you know the the aryans which everybody hears is this Blonde hair, blue eyes, like that's his his uh, his pinnacle. The Aryans were the the either the Atlanteans or the Lemurians or the people that live in the middle of the Earth. Uh, that's what the Aryans were. Like he was looking for the entrance to find them. Like these are the occult, you know, the ascended masters. That's who he was looking for. Like when when you hear like oh the Aryan race, like it's like this genetic thing. Like no, it's all pagan. Like 
he thought these were like magical super beings that lived under the planet. Like the, the whole Nazi thing is, this is going to sound the biggest oversimplification ever, but the whole Nazi thing's fucking more bonkers than you can ever imagine. <laughs> the whole thing was, was this weird occult, just like, ritual. But, um, he got as far as, I mean, essentially got as far as them sending out stuff. They performed rituals at that castle. And I think towards the end, like, as far as I know, that's as far as they got. I know that they were going for, they were trying to get in touch with the, whatever that energy is that makes flying saucers work. I, I don't remember what they believed Did we it lose was. Alex? Well, I'm hearing everybody again, so. Me too. Alright, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I know he was trying to get the energy source to, uh, get UFOs to work. Like, you know, you've seen those, the schematics for the Nazi UFOs that they built. Yeah. The, uh, the Nazi bell. Yeah, 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 well done. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know the name of that off the top of my head. Um, but they were trying to get whatever that is. I think they called it the Vril Energy, if I remember yep, correctly. Yep. Um, I know that's where they were going, and so that's the the story that's has known. But I mean, there's a bunch of other shit. Like supposedly they did make it to the South Pole and found the inner Earth. <laughs> that's one story. Uh, there's another one that they actually made it to the moon. There's actually that kind of joking movie that came out recently about it. Um, yeah, what's that? Iron, Iron Sky. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Skies. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's there. And yeah, apparently there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit. They found, uh, time travel equipment in somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's, for every weird story, there's another weird story. But as far as like the on the record books, you know, as provable as this kind of shit you can get, it's, you know, Magical Castle. They did a bunch of pagan rites. They were looking for this energy source that he thought existed. And, uh, I think, I mean, that's really as far as it goes, because towards the end, he really, I mean, again, I, you know, it's weird to say this, but he went, like, insane. I mean, more than he was. Like, I th- they think he had syphilis. Like, he was breaking down towards the end. Like, you know, instead of being, like, a really organized, like, machine evil, he started going, like, bonkers evil. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, I think a lot of the, the kind of occulty shit kind of went by the wayside, at least as far as my readings are concerned. It seems like you stop hearing a lot of references to it with regards to him towards the end. Hmm. Didn't he also believe in the hollow earth thing and he would try to see other parts of the world by looking up, like he would have uh, spies looking up through telescopes and thinking that they would be able to see the reflection based on the, the inside curve of the earth. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember the telescope thing, but I know he was looking for the inner earth cause that's where the, that's where the Aryans came from. That's where the, right. Ascended masters lived. I don't, the telescope thing's yeah, new to me, I, but I mean, that sounds like the kind of wacky that I, if I read it, I'd be like, yep, that's, that sounds just yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought I remember reading that somewhere that he was, that he believed we're, where we were living was actually inside of another earth so that when we, we would be able to look up and if we were able to see far enough above us, we could see the reflection from somewhere over the curve of the earth, like, so like he could see like Britain or something through, through the curve of the earth. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know I, I've heard that theory. I didn't know that it was ascribed to Hitler that we're actually in. Maybe one it of, was one of his generals. I don't remember. Oh, I mean, it, it was Nazi at all. Like the, I, the one I remember yeah. was, um, uh, this weird group in Florida that believed in it. Uh, but they thought we were on the inside of the inner earth and that it was, uh, concentric like concentric shells like uh like one of those russian marushka dolls but like uh but with earths and that funny thing about them they were actually 
they originated like right near where I live. Uh, from Utica, New York is where that cult started. Ah, you mean the burnt over district? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that term? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, if you, if you get around to reading, uh, periphery, that, uh, that is where it takes place is in the burnt over district that plays a, a heavy role in the book. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, uh, people, uh, with your level of occult weirdness, uh, will pick up on some of the name drops I leave. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> the character's last name is Weishaupt. Like, there's, I ju- there's all sorts of occult weirdness in that book. Nice. I'm looking forward to reading that. What happened to Mateo? I'm here. I'm listening. Uh, I got, I, I just missed your voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's how much I know about, uh, Nazis and occultism. I mean, probably maybe a little bit more, but that's, that's off the top of my head. Yeah, that's crazy. I always thought it was cool that they mentioned that shit in the Hellboy movie for a second. I kind of always laughed at that. Oh yeah, that's in the comics. Oh yeah, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the comics as well. Yeah. Yeah, they did do. Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but there was some big ceremony that they were supposed to have been involved in that was uh, meant to bring out some demon, not like Hellboy kind of demon, but like you know get get one of the like the big baddies on their side to try to try to win. The other, oh, do you know this is a fun thing? Do you know the theory that uh, World War Two was actually a war between two alien races influencing us? I have no. <laughs> no. So, uh, so the, the Hitler side, this is the reason he lost, is that the Hitler side, he, so we got associated with, I think it's the Greys, but I'm not sure, but let's, cause we're not the fun side of the story, but we're associated with one of the planets, one of the, uh, species that are in touch with us. Hitler got in touch with the, um, the Pleiadians, the, the, you know, the tall blonde haired ones that, uh, they, they were all the over. Nordics. Yeah, the Nordics. Yeah. They, they, they also call the Pleiadians or the, um, there's another word for them too, but like, they're the, um, you know, the nice, pleasant ones. So anyway, they saw Hitler and they're like, oh, look how organized this guy is. Like, he's doing a great job. Like, he, okay, let's get behind him. Let's back him. And, uh, so they do and they start giving technology and that's when these war machines like really kicking ass. And that's where like some of the real technology and the, you know, the spaceships and all this weird shit start coming from. And then as Hitler starts to be, you know, a lot more Hitlery, uh, they, they kind of go, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, we really, really backed the wrong horse here. Like, we should have paid a lot more attention to these guys. Wrong and, team. Wrong team. Yeah, they pulled out, and that's where, that's why the, the kind of almost miraculous rise of the Reich fell apart, like, really quickly. Hmm. It's, is, that was them pulling out. And, uh, essentially that was the thing. And then, and there's more to it, but that's like kind of the story is that really what World War II was, was two of our, influencing alien peoples uh, uh trying to uh trying to you know kind of make war with each other using us as the chess pieces that's that would explain the foo fighters and shit and all that other weird shit that was seen during that time yeah yeah that's uh the the whole foo- well the foo fighter thing was uh um i had heard well no, i can't say it is but i had heard that that was the the, the test ships for hitler like that was the uh, those were those were kind of the first run models of it, but they didn't get into production quick enough because they had lost the war at that point or the economic means to do it. Man, yeah, it's exciting, you know. But that's the, if you read the whole ancient history thing, the whole ancient history. I mean, when if you take ancient history as as the alien contact thing, is it's the same. I got that boop boop again. Or do we still have both? Yeah, so did I. So did I. I don't know why. Just okay. Yeah, three voices. Cool. Um. <laughs> But the, the, you take ancient history as the alien contact thing, or the, like, this is just a mystical thing that's going on on Earth, or, you know, whatever you want to take it, is that World War II is the same as, uh, you know, the Hindu epics, like, where the gods were fighting with each other, or, um, or, you know, Rome versus the rest of the world, or, you know, when, when the conquering, you know, uh, like, uh, what do you call those guys that, like, to tell the Hun in those, like, that these are all kind of the blessed people for one given moment by a race. 
And that, you know, that so everything is kind of bestowed upon for a second. And they're like, all right, let's see what happens here. Like, they're trying to evolve us as quickly as possible. And oftentimes it comes with a bloody side effect. Uh, it, and, yeah, so it, it's kind of weird if you look at it, because a lot of the, like, especially like the Hindu uh, histories, like the Vedic texts, like a lot of them were just like, yeah, and then the people came from the sky and started fucking with us a lot, you know, and, you know, the, the you know, the Sumerians or whatever, it's like, yeah, the people came from the sky and started fucking with us. And it seems like, yeah, I think they just either like us fighting or think that's the way to get us, you know, evolved quicker. Yeah, I, that's what I've always wondered. Why? Why such uh, advanced creatures? I mean, why do they spend their time doing that, just fucking with us? I never, I never got that. I always think the Doctor Who answer to that of, like, Doctor Who in the story is essentially like just e- e- terrifically old. Like he's seen almost everything, so the only thing that's interesting to him are humans, because it's like, ooh, I get to watch free will happen. You know, hmm. like he's seen every miracle, everything's been done. Like he's weary; he's been alive for you know whatever. I forget in the show. I think like a thousand years, but uh. So he he wants to just kind of hang out with you know some English idiot for a few months, <laughs> you know, and it, maybe that's the aliens. It's like you know once you're that evolved and you've done once you're to the point that you can just like you know space and time. It's just like oh yeah that means nothing. Maybe you just get really interested in people like us because like oh that's what we used to be like. Let's let's look at this. Yeah, I don't think I'd turn down the opportunity to to do that myself. <laughs> If I was able to go back in, in time or whatever, just go to a distant planet of, of of what we used to be, I don't know. I think I'd fuck with them, too. <laughs> That's because you're a dick. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I think I would. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a crazy thought. And, and you hear that a lot. I was just listening to that. What's that guy's name? Uh, he talks about the reptilians a lot. David Icke? No. Uh, Coulier? Oh, I forget. I'll look it up real quick. But he's he talks a lot about the reptilians, and he's uh, real adamant on their existence and how our governments have made contracts with them. And he says they live underground and all that stuff. You're not it's talking t- about David Icke, are you? No, it's a different guy. I just recently found some some stuff that he's done, but he's a really interesting dude. A lot of weird shit. Well, not not weird shit. It's just the shit you hear all the time, but. He just have you know has a lot of a lot to say about it. There's this uh, there's a guy I found recently, and I, I've always the the whole reptilian thing. I think it's uh, you know I just find it amusing to think about. But this guy Michael Heiser, uh, you guys should look into him if you're not familiar with him already. But he's like a legitimate ac- academic, like he's he's I think you know lecturer in foreign languages. Like he he reads you know ancient you know Hebrew. Like dude's like legitimate. Like uh, you know uh, has degrees, smart in this shit. And he talks about, you know, Zachariah Sitchin, who's the guy that did the translations that give the story of the, the Anunnaki coming down, the reptilian people. And mm-hmm. Michael Heiser says, like, none of that's there. Like, not that he took a part of the text wrong or whatever. It's just none of it's there. Like, he, he did, like, the search. Like, you know, you can tra- – he translated – not him, but he's got this uh, uh software that, you you know, all the text of the Sumerian tablets. And he just types in, you know uh, – you know, Anunnaki, and he looks at every reference to Anunnaki. It's like it doesn't say they made us nowhere in here. And then he looks at like you know, uh, they you know, breeding, wedding, whatever. Like he just does a search for every variant of the story that Zachariah Sitchin tells, and it's not there. Like in the text, like the story doesn't exist there. Like it's, I don't want to say fabricated, but it's it's. Uh, I think it's a story fabricated. That's- <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i just don't, i don't want i don't want to be so mean about it's it's more that he had the story based on some other text like the 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 book of enoch and shit like 
he had this weird kind of, and then like, you know, handed down stories and he was kind of insistent that, so he read the, the tablets and kind of forced the story into the tablets instead of like with a clear head reading them and seeing the story there. Cause with a clear head, it doesn't exist. Like there was like none of it exists. Like no genetic material creating, no, you know, uh, them making us mine for gold. None of it's there. And it's really interesting because uh, the few academics I've heard comment on Sitchin have said pretty much the same thing. Like this isn't true. Like the, the his translations are either wrong or he's made them up. There's one guy that's yeah. supposed to say that they don't even think Sitchin can actually read cuneiform. Like he just <laughs> he literally that's how bad this is. Like that's how far like a like wow. a like a guy that's named ended PhD said he's not even sure if he can read it. It's like. Whoa, that's some, that's some, that's some heavy, heavy, you know, uh, thing to level at him. Yeah, he's calling you out, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, big time. Alex, Cou- uh, Coulier, it looks like his name is. I don't think I know that guy. Yeah, I just, um. Oh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting dude, man. Yeah, I just wish they would get their stuff from non-Sitchin sources. That's why I just don't look at, cause like, every one of these, uh, agent astronaut people, not everyone, but a shitload of them, and and all of the reptilian people cite Sitchin or mm-hmm. channeled stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying channeled stuff is wrong. I just it, it may it be, a, be a source of best. yeah, and it may be a nice compliment to translated tablets if they were translated that way. But if we're doubting the translation, then this nice little compliment to the translation doesn't. It's just a nice little compliment to this invented story. So it's like, all right, well, then it's another invented story. And now there's no more stories of reptilians. They don't, you know, they're not there. <laughs> like it's just, oh shit! Like this entire thing just fell apart. Hmm. Which, you know, but I would like to see somebody come at it with a, you know, another fresh kind of like just wipe the slate clean and go, all right, let's start this again from from Jump Street. Let's find out what is actually here, and then you know, see what the story tells. Yeah, it'd be nice get a fresh take on it. Well, that's a, this Michael Heiser guy strikes me as that is that it's not like he's telling a story. He just kind of he just kind of went through and he's like, you know, saying the stuff that he thinks he found and. It's really interesting. Like he, the, the lecture I watched of him was talking about Gnosticism, and it was really cool because, you know, he just talks about like the the you know the Nephilim coming down and like the references and and how it differs from some of the stories that we've heard. It's yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. But I'm I'm new to him, so you know maybe he's a pile of horseshit too. I have no idea. Because <laughs> well, sometimes you find these great guys. Like you watch this video of this. Like I, I there's one I was watching about uh, uh, this guy talking about giants. And, you know, going back to Nephilim, like, there was giants in the earth, and this guy's given, like, a really kind of interesting breakdown, and then he drops his bombshell, he's like, well, you know, because the anthropologists, sometimes they, if they'll, like, leave a bone on the side, or they think, like, you know, it's not really, you don't have the missing link, so evolution's wrong. And you're like, what the fuck did you just do? Oh, <laughs> you, just, you just ruined all that hour of kind of science talk, like, you yeah, because a bone was fake and one of the, you know, the, the various many spectrum of, of in-between species between ape and man. No, again, because that's somewhat, yeah, oh, Jesus God. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. There goes that last hour. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've fallen for it enough times at this point that it's like, I, I like this Michael Heiser dude for the moment, but let's find out what, you know, maybe three days later. He's like, well, that's why, you know, going back to, you know, that's why we should chop our balls off, put on Nikes and get behind Hale Bob, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, you know, you guys were talking about that on that apocalypse show. Yeah, I mean, right. not that it made me happy. I just, I had forgotten about that cult completely. I was like, holy shit, those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I remember when that happened, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like in, in this day and age, really? 
the castration thing was the <clears throat> wow. Like that's, I mean, I can kind of see killing yourself, but the castration is just that's, dude. See, I a little I, over the top. I'd never heard of this castration uh, detail. What the? Oh, they chop their they chop their shit off, and then like drink poison. I I. <laughs> it's been a while since I since I read about it, but it, I mean, if you want to do a quick Google, like uh, you know, uh, uh, Hale Bop Cult castration, but it, my memory of it is, is that they they snipped their whole thing off, and my recall of it was that it wasn't like immediately before. The <laughs> but that might be just me making it worse over the years. But I, I, <laughs> just sprinkling some of your own doom on that situation. Well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I've read so much weird shit. I mean, we're talking, you know, I, I've read so many stories about, you know, the Anunnaki are, are drinking our blood and reforming. And, you know, like, the, after a while, things start seeping into each other. And you're like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, my memory doesn't really work that well anymore. So it's like, I think that's what happened, but I don't know. You know? Man, that's terrible. I wonder what purpose that would serve. Well, I think you're, you know, a bunch of desperate people, you know, rallying around an insane person. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually, I've, I'm reading about it right now that they did castrate themselves and it was to deprive their capacity to have sex. That They just wanted to get rid of their sex drive, so they castrated themselves. Ugh, yeah. That's, that's where, you know you're in the wrong fucking religion <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, safe bet. Yeah, I think any mentally healthy person would have started second guessing their life choices at that moment. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, well, I, mean I, I don't know. It's, I, I'm sitting here without a foreskin because six thousand years ago, the first person I guess got caught on a you know on a branch and became part of a religion. But like, <laughs> we do mutilate our children first thing out. I mean, it's it, so. It, Yes, castration is a lot weirder, but it's not like we're we're not. You know, I'm definitely sitting here as the result of some kind of weird blood cult from the you know the fifth century you know BC. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, how how much that stuff trickles down into modern times. I used to have this really cool book. Uh, it was all about symbols and uh, and their true like uh, meanings for these symbols and how they're all stuffed into everyday advertising and everything like that. Just like the marks on the dollar bill. But it was that was always interesting to me. How how uh, powerful old influences like that still are, and how much of society and government's based off ritualistic things like that. Oh, yeah, no doubt, yeah. I mean, the dollar is a great example. Going back to Hitler, the fascia, you know, the the three lines with the little stalk on the top. Mm-hmm. It's the, where the root word for fascism came from, but that comes from uh, that comes from Rome, I think, or maybe even Greece. But it's, I mean, that was the sign for imperialism, and you know, from Rome. And then Hitler's got it. It's on the back of our dollar. It's on the back of the old. The old penny or the old dime, I forget. It's on the back of one of the old coins for in America, like, and it's literally the fascia, like it's the root word for fascism, and that was one of the the passed down symbols that our country takes on. It's like this is fucking weird. That's strange. I think maybe even the Great Seal. I think maybe, I think it's in there somewhere too. Oh, it's been a while since I read that. Yeah, there's a whole. Uh, Amount of money. There's a there's a whole theory on a, a it called a neurolinguistic programming. I was actually talked on, on the show recently. But uh, uh, that's more like linguists, like, you know, uh, uh, language influencing the way that you view the world, you know, like the sound of things. But there's there's kind of other aspects like with symbolism and, uh, you know, ritual that goes along with it that's kind of related that some of these symbols are the kind of root powerful symbols. And for some reason, it's just it's resonated with us since, you know, since Jump Street, like since the earliest symbols we can find, they kind of look familiar, you know. 
It's like the swastika too, though. I mean, you can see that throughout history, and then it was it just got a bad rep by being associated with Hitler and the Nazis. Well, that's that's the Aryan thing is that they they came from yeah. the mountains out there where they ascended masters in in you know in India, and that's mm-hmm. where the, that's where that one of the places that symbol original you know originated from, and then you know Hitler you know fucked it up obviously. It's a badass looking symbol, though. I mean, I know it's associated. It is. It is. I mean, it's. They had a. You know, they they knew how to use that's the the symbolism. I mean, it looked like Rome reborn. And when you're in a, you know, when you're in a shitty economic deprived country after World War One, you can see why this sleek, like, look at these guys. Like they got you know nice shiny boots. It's all roamed up. Like, yeah, let's get behind yeah. this. And you know, yeah. Fortunately, you know, humans. You know, once we get a little fervor going, the next thing you know, ugh, some some of yeah. that happens. <laughs> Imagine all the people who fell for that shit, and they're just like, he's going to fix everything. And he just, like, literally turns into a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't work out so well. <laughs> and, you know, but that's the history of man. It seems like, you know, every every new person that comes in claiming to fix things, the next thing you know, it's, you know, Rome burns down, or the Library of Alexandria is gone. And you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> Most of Iran's learnings are fucking floating in a river. You're like, oh, God, stupid world. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to uh, um, talk about is, uh, I know we've talked about it before, we haven't quite beat the subject to death yet, but uh, ghosts. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about, what do you guys think the effects will be if they ever, I mean, 100% confirm with science or whatever that there are ghosts? What if they discover there's ghosts? I don't, what do you think it would matter? Are you, are you talking like ghosts as in like spirits trapped on earth or just proof that the phenomenon exists or let's say let's say it's the spirits of past people well you know people would be trying to fucking they'd be trying to capture them and to figure out the secrets of the afterlife figure out why they're still around like if we ever found out that dead people were still on earth there'd be all sorts of shit trying to like i mean now there's people trying to catch ghosts or whatever but that's all hokey bullshit with cameras and stuff if we we're actually able to determine with 100% proof that the soul is left on earth. That'd be huge for all religions because we have proof that there's life after the death of our body. And just that alone would be proof of something more than what science tells us is real. Now, you you have a few interesting theories on, quote, ghosts. Mike, can you go into those a little bit more? Because I know you had mentioned something about like time loops and shit like that. Well, there's the the different types of hauntings. You've got the, what I call imprint hauntings, where it's like an event that gets played over and over, uh, but it's no interaction. But then you've got the intelligent hauntings, which are more um, like there's interaction with people and different things happen. It's not just something that's on a loop. And I think that sort of thing is is more um, what you're talking about, probably, where like if they were to determine that there's something out there but i in my opinion it's i don't think it's dead bodies or or souls of dead people i should say i think it's some sort of dimensional thing if if it's anything real at all yeah i was i always take it as the not always take it cuz i don't i i'm not a person that believes on things i just you know whatever theories works well at the moment is what i'm going with but uh the one that made sense to me and it, and it kind of, I think it's the one that explains most of the ghost phenomenon is that it is like, it is a recording, you know, it is kind of a loop state, but depending right. on location and strength of the experience, like, you know, if there's a really bad experience, that's, you know, those are the ones that tend to come through stronger. 
And I think it goes back to kind of that sacred geometry, you know, uh, sacred, you know, uh, uh, geology, like that if you're in the right place to imprint and experience on it, depending on the strength of the experience and how good that place is for imprinting, it's how strong the imprint can be. So it's almost like a computer program. So if you have the one that's just like you get this kind of weird feeling, you're not in the place that has like, you know, the right, you know, uh, limestone or something, you know, whatever. I don't know the names of rocks, but, you know, you don't have the right combination of limestone and, and you know, uh, spirit activity. So it didn't like, it didn't pick up. It's like the old uh, Edison recordings where you're screaming as loud as you can in a big horn to make like the smallest little recording on wax. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in a perfect situation where, you know, whatever it is, the rocks are good or you're on the right ley line and you've got like a, you know, a bad murder or something, the imprint's so strong that it almost becomes, you know, like a computer program where it can almost, it can answer you simple things, but it's not, it's not the person. It's not a soul stuck there. It's the, it's the imprint of a soul that got left there so strongly that it's still almost like imprinted an aspect of it, like a copy or an echo of the thing. So that's why like you never get, like ghosts never like speak in full paragraphs. They never, <laughs> you never get like full, but you do get like, you know, names and sometimes you'll get, you know, a few words strung together. It seems to me like it's this, it's almost like a, it's almost like a hard drive that's dying that it's still trying to play, you know, uh, your copy of Doom from 1994 where, <laughs> You know, you can still kind of, you know, you can get that first, uh, the first menu coming up and you're like, all right, I can choose level hard. And, you know, so you can get, that's like the best imprint is like, you can almost interact because it's so strong there. And then the worst level of it is, you know, it's just the, the faintest whisper, you know, it's, it's this tiny little, like, you know, like, it, like it's something on a hard drive that's been deleted and written over four times, but you can kind of tell that there was something there. It's like this faint little whisper of something. And that's the one that kind of makes sense. I mean, that's that's what makes sense to me at the moment. Because anytime I've had any kind of like ghost thing in my life or heard stories that I kind of believed, I've never heard them being personalities. It's just more imprints, you know, more echoes, not like an actual like soul as I imagine one. Right. Hmm. Yeah, every time I hear a EVP, it always makes me think of a, like a faded radio signal breaking breaking out and fading out to whatever station our reality is it kind of seems like that it always it seems very loopish it doesn't seem like interactions going on it seems like something somebody's going about their business almost yeah the only thing with that and and that's kind of where i'm coming from except with a little bit more it's almost like you can choose what part of the loop like there is some kind of interaction because sometimes you can have an evp that seems to answer yeah to me that's like the real you know there was a strong enough imprint so instead of like it is an echo and it's not like that person is choosing to answer it's more that you're in the location. It's almost like you're calling for that part of the recording, you know? So it's, uh, you know, if you're like, Hey, uh, what did the person with the umbrella look like in the Zapruder tape? The tape's good enough that you'll show only that spot. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's like you're calling or, you know, you're calling up something. So it can't, it's responding, but in a, that's what I kind of associate with like a computer program. So it's, it's almost like kind of you're just calling the function of that part of the loop. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, but also I've never seen a ghost of a hard drive anywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, most of this theory is based on my, you know, my idea of like, you know, uh, magnetic memory or, you know, whatever you call that in, in hard drives. And, you know, I, I've never heard of a hard drive. You know, I've never had, you know, uh, ooh, amateur porn is floating. Through- <laughs> it's, it, it, so, you know, it, who knows? You know, Do you think there's anything to be said for, uh, you know, people catching EVPs and stuff like that on older technology? Yeah, I mean, I think, 
I, I can't speak on cameras. I don't know a lot about camera technology, but audio recording fits within, that's what I was saying about the, like the echo effect. And that's what I was talking about, like the geology of the area. So if it is something that's like of a, if, if a ghost is like a, is, is a loop that's captured on some kind of medium, like, you know, if you're in a, like, you know, um, areas that have more, I think it's more granite have larger concentrations of ghosts. Like you can see the correlation based on the ge- geology of an area mm-hmm. and granite, but you can look at geology versus ghosts and you can kind of see like there is like not causation, but you can see some correlation. So if, if it is something magnetic y, which is, you know, the earth has its magnetic fields, it's got all of its stuff. If that loop is captured on something associated a bit with, with that same magnetic thing that happens on, on tape, on old school, you know, like a tape recorder. That somehow makes sense to me that that would be easier, like, or that would pick it up more readily than, you know, uh, immediate, you know, the digital recording. But I'm not a really, I'm not super great on, on audio, so I'm not sure how digital recording works. But it would make sense to me that it would, it would be more likely on, you know, just strips of whatever the hell's in a tape recorder, you know, the strips of that stuff, which is sensitive to magnets. That makes a lot of sense. But I'm not, yeah, I, I, that's, I really wish I had, this is one of the things for my show that I want to do is start getting just regular people on that I can just call for 10 minutes, like get a professor of, of, you know, audio stuff and then just ask him this question. Like he's got nothing to do with this. Like that's not, because then you would get like a real answer. You know, you mm, could say, yeah. Hey, what does this work? What would you think about if there's ambient magnetic fields in the area? Would it be more likely to blah, 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 blah. And get an answer from someone that's not some weirdo like us that, you know, <laughs> was all this other weird shit of, you know, the, you know, oh, well, the telluric currents in that area, the ley lines move through and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it's just weird to, like, I wouldn't even know how to, you know, like, what do you do? Do you just call a college? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, can I talk to, like, a guy that's good at physics? You know, whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's physics? probably, I would imagine that's probably what you'd have to do, just find out who the guy that's running the shit is get it, drop him an email and just see if he wants to be on. Yeah, half, yeah. The, half those professors these days have Facebooks and Twitter accounts themselves, so I'd assume I would just drop him a line myself. Yeah, it'd just be weird on that level. You know, it's, yeah, maybe this is the one I could ask about, yeah. But my, my thing was I wanted to talk to an anthropologist or a, somebody of that, that ilk, uh, to figure out Bigfoot. That would be awesome. Like, you've seen interviews with quote-unquote anthropologists, but I see them on Bigfoot shows. So I'd like to know what just, like, some random guy with a PhD says, you know? Hmm. Someone who's got nothing to do with the Bigfoot thing, just... Yeah, just be like, here, uh, here's some... This is the evidence that's been found by, you know, that's been corroborated. What do you think? Is it possible? Or even don't even show evidence. It's like, hey, if there's a really big-ass ape species, you know, let's just assume gorilla... Could one live in the Pacific Northwest? Like, could there be a a, a, a a functional breeding group of gorillas in the Pacific Northwest? And just see if just some, not that they're there, but just ask if it's possible, you know? Like, that's what I say about, like, Loch Ness Monster gets disproven because they went down, they took soil samples, and they found, like, the nematode count. And it's not enough to house a fish population that's large enough to feed an animal, uh, you know, free breeding pairs of animals of the size that would be Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. So it's one of those things where it's just you can look at food sources and kind of not necessarily disprove something, but kind of get evidence against it. And that's why Loch Ness I stopped paying attention to because when they show me that nematode thing, I'm like, oh, that's science. Like there's nothing. Yeah, you can't refute that. Yeah, unless they find they said there might be like tunnels that lead to the sea from there. 
if they find those, cool. But all right, I'll get, I'll, I'll start looking at it again. But for now, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna knock that one down in the old I don't believe in it book. Yeah, I, I love Nessie. I love the whole mythology behind it. But yeah, Food Source was one of the first things that came up in my head when I was a kid. So you can't really fuck with that. <laughs> Yeah, much smarter than me when you were a kid. I, that never occurred to me. I literally saw it on a special one time and went, oh yeah, I never thought it. Same as Bigfoot. It never occurred, like breeding pair never occurred to me till I was way older. Of like, oh yeah, you can't just have one. Like, <laughs> it just, that's one that, Bigfoot worldwide. It never occurred to me. Honestly, that's how stupid it, it never occurred to me. <laughs> I just was like, yeah, there's, it's the Loch Ness Monster. It's a fucking dinosaur. Yeah, so. It never occurred to me, like, yeah, dinosaurs aren't immortal. Like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> it, the thought never occurred to me until finally I saw the special. I was like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> the first time I saw an aerial shot of that of Loch Ness, I was like, hey, hey, hey there's not enough room for that thing to eat that long. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, the the cave thing is is kind of funny, but they do they do have some. I don't remember, but there is there's something about the caves might be there may be systems to get to the ocean from there and they, they might be a um one of those uh sturgeon or whatever the hell they're called like just you know a just extra large version of that that's you know they, that they happen to go there for like spawning season or something and that's where the site the sightings are coming from hmm sturgeon get yeah that's, i think that's probably yeah they do get big that's what i think is probably the most plausible i mean for me honestly i, I really and this sucks because i want to believe in dinosaur stuff so bad but like I think it's probably just logs and stuff. Like I, I really think it's just people want to believe in that shit and they see something on the lake and they they just they because they want to believe it's something instead of looking for a log they look for a monster and that's what they see. You know. Yeah. I what def- about Mokley and Bembe? Uh, the last one I, heard, I that's one I kind of I tend to lean towards it might be existent, but I saw the special with uh, um, who's the fellow that's out looking for it? Uh, not Redfern, the other guy. Uh. English dude, uh, I think oh. he's English. Yeah, what's his name? Why did I just forget his name? Well, whatever, that guy. He's out there looking, and apparently there was a... Now, forgive my details lacking, because this is a, going back a bit, and I can't remember all of it, but apparently there was a there was a species of... Essentially, it was kind of like a hippo with a trunk uh, that was uh, uh, it, somewhat recently, like, you know, post... Um, what's it called? The KT boundary? Post-dinosaur time. There was like kind of a like a, a trunk a, a trunked hippo beast. Hmm. And th- the the idea that I read was that it, those are the ones that are there. That uh, it's not it's not like a you know a dinosaur of some variety. It's it's still an extinct species, but it's one far more recent. Uh, but I don't I don't think it really fits. The, I mean I don't I don't fucking know. It sounds more plausible because having dinosaurs last that long, even in something that remote, seems weird. Yeah. But. The the hippo thing because they say it's like it stops the river so I I don't fucking know I, yeah it's weird yeah that's that's what the name means he who stops the flow of rivers yeah it's it's really interesting I saw that that same special the the they were looking at like what could be possible like uh, uh, warrens or caves or whatever where they where they snuggle in like they're showing these holes on the side of a river where they think it could you know sneak up into and that's where it like you know kind of curls itself up. Uh, to retain heat. So I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's interesting. Like, there is, you know, these are, these caves look like that. There are, like, slide trails or something is going in and out. So maybe, you know, who knows if it's a dinosaur. Maybe it is this weird, uh, uh, you know, hippo with a, t- with a trunk. Either way, it looks like there's some big ass thing we don't know about living there. So 
that's when I definitely give credit that they're being definitely something. I just, Living Dinosaur seems really, really unlikely to me, as much as I desperately yeah. to be that, but, man, dinosaurs died, like, a really fucking long time. <laughs> it's, that's a lot, like, I don't even think that area of the world would be the same climate. I mean, no, it definitely wouldn't be the same climate. Yeah. So you'd have to have this one group that somehow kept traveling, and then somehow still stayed hidden, and it, it just seems like a lot, it could be possible, but it just seems like that's a lot of fucking shit to have go right. <laughs> Somehow. Well, I mean, to to kind of play devil's advocate for a second, they, there is the coelacanth, which has been which was thought extinct for what sixty five million years, and then it yeah, came but that's, back. But that's in the ocean. Yeah, it is in the ocean, but I mean, re, in re, if remote parts of the world, I could see it. The one uh, that I, that I give more credit to is, uh, and I forget what island it is, but uh, let. Let's say off of Indonesia, because that's where I think everything is. But uh, the Rogan. <laughs> Are you guys up to that? The, the Rogan. Is that things? The, the pterodactyl? Yeah. And yeah. there's pictures. Uh, there's, I mean, the pictures aren't great, but there are pictures. Everybody in that community is like, yeah, they, they live over there. Like, yeah, we know those guys. Like, it's it's not like a cryptid. It's not like a part of their their lore. They're like, no, we'd see them all the fucking time. Like, just hang out here for a few weeks. You'll see them. Like, these are super common things that happen around here. And, uh, th- that's the one that, the flippancy at which they say, yeah, like, yeah, it's right over there. Like, this is not a, like, because they have, like, you know, mystical creatures, and they're not talking about, like, a mystical creature. Like, no, that's just, it's right over there. You know, it's, this is, yeah. this is a thing. Like, look, it's, it's like when you live in the city, and every now and again, you'd, like, see, like, a turkey, you know, or, you know, we're like, oh, like, shit, I forgot those can happen out in the wild. <laughs> I think it's like that for them. It's like, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, this is a turkey. Why are you guys freaking out so much? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a couple uh, documentaries on that, and they had they definitely did have that attitude. And, and uh, I, the the two that I saw, they both claimed and got footage of weird flying shit in the sky, you know. And I've there's I've read a couple really good reports on them too. Uh, this one was this uh this by a soldier from that area, and uh, he was a totally totally credible guy. And then he was just like, yeah, it was a fucking pterodactyl, and I'm not letting you tell me anything else. Yeah. There's a there's another there's a great story out of uh, in World War II, uh, dozens upon dozens of people were talking about it that uh, Japanese uh, you know the Japanese Navy bombed the caves that the Ropen were or not the same area but bombed the caves that the that the pterodactyls were flying out of because they were attacking the ships. Oh, this is like you know, these stories it's told by like multiple people like multiple witnesses and you know wars do have weird stories come out of them but. Um, yeah, they're, they're, there's a story of like they just these things were really annoying them, so they were trying to shoot at them. They were pestering them, so they saw the cave they're coming out of, bomb the cave, so they stopped bothering them. But this is, you know, completely, you know, uh, maybe not super far away from that part of the world, but like this is, you know, another bit of evidence for, you know, pterodactyls existent. And that's, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I feel like that's easier for me to believe, but somehow I do. Like maybe not pterodactyl, but at least a, you know, a, some kind of big ass bird that we're unaware of that looks, you know, uh, dinosaury. Yeah, I, I believe that much more than uh, like a brontosaurus or whatever. I mean, Mokela Mambi is supposed to be considerably smaller. It's not supposed to be a big giant thing, not like a fucking Jurassic Park big. But I, I would totally buy into uh, like a flying creature, like a pterodactyl existing, a little bit easier than anything else. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is is the is is you know unknown ape species is the one that I think is. I mean, I think they they do exist, and I think there's a few of them like uh, out in. That same area, the, the, the Orang Pendek. Yeah. Uh, 
Like yeah. it's it exists. Like they say it does. Like they talked about in the Vietnam War. You've heard of the rock apes. Yeah, I was just gonna bring them up actually. Yeah, like there's there's like all over the world. There's like very similar stuff. They throw rocks at you. They're big. They smell bad. They're apey. There's way too many fucking similar things. Like there's there there's some big apes out there that we haven't discovered. Like that one would take a lot for me to 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 disprove completely. Like I'm not saying maybe in my area of the world, live in the Pacific Northwest, there's a ton of sightings, but maybe not. But over the course of all over the world, disparate cultures from completely you know separated from other cultures, you know the Yowie in 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 Australia. These are, these are mm-hmm. natives, you know, aboriginals are saying this. There's no fucking way that that's not, you know, these are, there's no way that that happens. And then the Pacific North. Yeah, I remember uh, reading something about uh, some miners in France uh, uh, using dynamite and blowing this big uh, side of a mountain and a pterodactyl flew out of it. Uh, there's a few people who sketched it and it was, you know, blatantly a pterodactyl. That, uh, that, uh, that always interests me. That'd be very weird. And, you know, that's something you can kind of, buy into a little bit easier that's something that can get to places where people can't you know more believably than anything else yeah it's i do again I, like i want to that's the one I, I mean i just said i probably believe in it but then i start thinking it's like but we would have found some evidence by like, there would have yeah there would have been some uh some amount of of just footprints or 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 uh leather skins like somebody at some point made a coat out of it you know yeah or dinosaur coat like one of them would have to exist but i don't you know i i've never seen or heard of of those existing so you know i don't know i would i would want one i i not bigfoot but like you know uh any kind of pterosaur you know any kind of flying like any kind of the shitty dumb ones i want to see a body hey Uh, not not Bigfoot because they seem like really intelligent and like I don't I don't you know let them live that's cool well, I don't you know that's all right I want a picture of them but like you know like a stupid flying bird or whatever yeah just take that thing down I want I want some proof here <laughs> just kill the fucker yeah I mean you know now that I know there's breeding pairs you, know, you can probably kill a couple of them <laughs> I think Mike you've played Red Dead Redemption right yeah there's a a video game Alex it's pretty much like a Western game. Towards the end of the game, you go up into the, you, it's like a, you know, world. It's made by Rockstar, so it's like this huge, just map world, like Grand Theft Auto and all, all that stuff. But you, uh, eventually run into a Bigfoot and you shoot it and it gives you like six to kill. And at the end, you, there's la- one left crying. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just come by this tree and this thing's on the floor weeping its ass off. So you talk to it. It's like, you, you've killed all my family. And you're like, oh shit. That's horrible. Yeah. Begs you to kill it. Yeah, it's all please kill me, please. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's that doesn't sound like a fun video game. (laughs) Sounds actually pretty horrible. (laughs) Yeah, that took a very unexpected turn, and it's it's like the explanation for uh, the birth of uh, like uh, national parks and animal conservation. (laughs) That's why they made national parks is to let Bigfoot's like hopefully repopulate. Repopulate. Not a bad theory. No, not at all. That's yeah. uh, I know Roosevelt was uh, he said he saw a Bigfoot, uh, and I know he bought a bunch of the national park land when he was president. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, could be true. That's weird too. I can't believe I just said that out loud. We have a U.S. president that claims to have seen a Bigfoot. <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple that have claimed to see UFOs as well, though. Yep. Yeah, UFOs are a little less bonkers though like you know if you're a woodsman like this dude's more socially acceptable yeah well i mean like teddy roosevelt shot 
theirs. Like he, you know, he knows yeah. what these things look like. So if he right. sees, you know, if he sees a, uh, you know, a Sasquatch, he says it's a Sasquatch. Well, that means a lot. If you go, yeah, I saw some lights in the sky, you know, and like, I mean, unless one of the presents got abducted and I don't know about, like that, that would be weirder. <laughs> well, there's that whole story about Eisenhower being abducted. Is it, are you joking or is there really a story about that? No, there's, there's like, it's like a conspiracy theory thing, but he, uh, not, not even, he was, he was taken aboard a, a craft at one point and like nobody knew where he was except for a select few people and when he was gone from, for this period of time, he was on board a alien spacecraft. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I would yeah, I'd be into that. I knew, uh, they asked, they asked, uh, uh, Clinton commented that, uh, when he got into office, that was one of the first things he tried to do was find out about aliens. And they said there was yeah. nothing to it. Yeah. They said they want to tell him. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I remember him, uh, talking about that. He said that, uh, he didn't have the clearance. He even said, he, he even said that he was embarrassed to admit that he tried. <laughs> I love how that's how he said he's like, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I actually tried to look into that. Well, good. Ah, that's, that's all I would do. Yeah, no kidding. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, what's going on at Dulce and, and all the other like weird ass places and yeah. get killed for it. That's the other uh, weirdo conspiracy thing I, I got hip to a while ago and it kind of died out. But, uh, that the reason the Cuban missile crisis and all that shit went down was because of the ruins offshore of Cuba. That's where Atlantis was. That that was the reason behind our, uh, U.S. Uh, Cuba embargo. Hmm. Is, uh, oh, really? Oh, have you seen, have you seen the pictures of the underwater structures off of Cuba? I, I don't know if I have. I've seen a few. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot. I don't know if yeah. it was the ones off of Cuba or not. This is, uh, uh, they're, they're quite deep and it's, uh, sonar scans and it looks like big ass pyramids and, you know, structures and, you know, right angles and shit like that. And, uh, the, you know, the theory is that this is, uh, the remnants of lost Atlantis and that we're, they're aware of it. That's what the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle is. It's like their, their energy is still around there and all this shit. Like there's, there's all this wacky, like super conspiracy theory around the Cuba US thing is that, they, you know, if there was enough people going back and forth or enough people sonar and diving and shit that they would, you know, it would be found out the, the location of, uh, you know, the, the, the lost island. Hmm. I had never heard of that. Yeah, I got a lot of time in my hands. <laughs> Mike, did you have another one that you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think I just had the schizophrenia reptilians thing. I had uh, I had one for you guys if you want one. Yeah. Uh, it's a short one, but it's it's not that paranormal, but it's like I'm I'm my my milieu is is uh is is altered in history. I love that shit. Like that's yeah, that like, shit's awesome. Yeah. That's like I think most of the cult weird paranormal like a lot of it folds into into itself. And uh have you ever heard of the phantom time hypothesis? No. No. This is a fun one. It's not, it's, okay, it's not as fun as the title. Um, but essentially there's this dude, um, I think he's a German historian. I mean, I know he's a historian. I think he's German, but whatever. Let's just say he's German. Who cares? But, uh, he was in the eighties around there, but he, he put out this, this theory that the middle ages, like the early middle ages, like kind of the dark ages thing didn't happen. So like, uh, it's like 300 years that are missing. So it's like the 600s to the 900s around there. And apparently there's like really little archaeological evidence for that time. And the, the theory essentially goes that, you know, cause back then it's like not like everybody kept the same dating system and like not everybody, you know, like everything was kind of all whatever. So you found like one spot, like, all right, you know, that like, you know, I don't know, Justinian, uh, uh, held power in Rome at, you know, uh, I don't know, 200 BC or something. I'm sure everything I just said there was wrong, but you get the idea. 
Now, you happen to know that Justinian went to, you know, Spain during that time, and you have archaeological evidence. You're like, all right, so this year in Spain, like, this guy was in power. We know it was during Justinian, so we know that this time in Spain was, you know, 200 B.C. So the idea is that, like, a couple of those were completely wrong, uh, like some of those jumps, and one of the early popes, or maybe not early popes, kind of fudged the numbers a little bit so that he'd be the pope during the millennium. Because that was like the big thing, like, you know, much like when we turned to, when it was 2000 in our time, when it was turning 1000, they thought Jesus was going to come back and, yeah. you know, I don't know, streamers and, you know, <laughs> you know whatever was going to happen. So all this kind of combined that there's literally 300 years that were a combination of like a scholarly fuck up and the Pope kind of fudging the numbers a little bit that 300 years in our history doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah. It's really wild. And there's, there, I mean, there's, there's you know, refutation for it. And there's, you know, some people that agree, some people that disagree, but uh, I just think it's super awesome that it can even be a hypothesis. Like that can even, you know, cause I'm not saying 900, you know, AD is that recent, but it's recent enough that you're like, damn, like you'd feel like there shouldn't be like, that shouldn't even, there shouldn't be allowed a theory to fit this. Like there, we should have like every day mapped out from that, you know, somewhat recently. Yeah. Most definitely. They don't, there's a lot of shit that they leave out in everyday schooling and stuff like that for, for most people, but man, that's a, for that even to make a little bit of sense is insane. Yeah, I, I love the idea. And apparently it does carry water. Like there is, there, there's, there's meat to the substance, but, uh, the, the, uh, basically when it gets to the point that like they're trying to prove it, it the, the scholarship gets a little above my head as much as I hate to admit things like that, but, there's some really intense like stuff going on where you have to like cross reference and do that sort of shit. And I'm like, nah, I like to have the, I like to have the first level smart guys dumb it down a shade for the second level smart guys. And that I can kind of understand. And that hasn't happened yet. So I can't, you know, I've tried reading their, their scholarly paper and it's like, Oh dude, fuck you. I have no gun. <laughs> it's like physics. Like I love physics and I understand it on the, the top end lay level, you know, like the, you know, smart person that doesn't know much about actual physics. So when you get like a, a physics paper, it needs to be translated to the people that are like, say, going for their advanced degree. And then those people translate it to like the, hey, I can sort of understand it. And then one more translation, I can read it. Like it, and it, you know, this, this sort of stuff that same way. It's just like, oh boy, you're, you're, I need one more level of dilution before I can, before I can even pick this work up. But that's, that's the fun uh, phantom time hypothesis. But what makes that good as well? Two things. One, um, in 200 and some odd years, we have to go through the Y2K bug again. And, uh, the Mayan apocalypse hasn't happened yet. That's true. Because the dating would be based on that. So, um, yeah, uh, the great Bakhtung has not actually, um, you know, circled around yet. So we can, we can go through this again. Well, yes. Can't wait. Yeah. We were just talking about that. How, uh, Whatever, like I, I had heard that Nostradamus set our calendars systems off and all that stuff, and there's a lot of people who say that. But shit, man, if we're missing 300 years of our uh, <laughs> of our history, it well, there's, there's a couple other like uh, ones that are more accepted. Like the when the change from the they change from the um, Gregorian to the Julian calendar system. Yeah. Uh, that one that you can actually look and there's lists of how many days got lost because it just had to adjust shit. So like some was like a month, the other was like two days, and you know just. Just it, most of it's like a you know leap days skipped and shit like that, so they had to adjust the calendar. But there's another one that, and I don't remember the details, but it's something along the lines of like I think it's like five or six years got fucked up during one of the changes. Uh, in the same way that that 300 years 
there's another one that's actually supposed to be a little bit more acceptable that, uh, you know, just some scholars kind of fudge the numbers to get somebody to have like a holy date to take power and that our modern dating system is based on that fudge number. So it's actually, um, what year is it? I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be 19 right now. I think it goes that way. Hmm. That, yeah, I don't remember the details, but there's, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones, but, and it doesn't matter because it's only six years, so I, I guess it doesn't get that much publicity, but yeah, it's another one of those weird fudged ones that, yeah, so we, we could be, uh, on our way to 2020. Wow. Yeah, or not, you know, who knows, because they also think Jesus wasn't born in, in the year he was born, so our entire dating system was kind of based on <laughs> absolute stupid. <laughs> Well, if you look at, if you read, uh, like, when I was in college, every time they referenced Jesus, they, they always said, like, it was uh, somewhere between, like, uh, uh, 5 BC to, like, 10 AD. And I always just found it funny that they're still using before Christ and Anno Domini for the guy. So you're actually, <laughs> oh yeah. So Jesus was born either five years before Jesus or five years after Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know, That's it's uh, awesome. the, jo- the joy of being a nerd. <laughs> Alex, did you hear about that dude that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm asking everybody about this because I think it's fascinating. That, uh, Secret Service agent that said he shot Kennedy when he turned around? I've heard this theory before. Wait, like, the guy actually said he did it? Yeah, he was, you know, he's old and dying now. But he's, yeah. he said he came out and said that, uh, there was one shot fired and when he turned around, he had his pistol drawn. And I guess now, he didn't do it intentionally. It just misfired or, his finger slipped. He said he shot Kennedy in the face, and that's why his head flings back on the second shot. Yeah, I, I've seen, I, I've heard of this. I didn't realize that the guy said that. Uh, I've seen the video where they break down the, you know, the Zapruder film of of him, the the driver turning around and seeing if he's got a gun in his hand. But maybe it's just me. I, I know it's just because I'm terrible at this stuff. But like, I can't see shit on those old videos like i can't make out what people are seeing when people see these details like any of that mars anomaly stuff i can't see anything that people think are so obvious they're like anytime i watch those videos like and look at this obvious piece of i'm like it looks like fucking rocks to me like i don't i don't see what you're looking at and all that's you talking about the shit lizard on mars (laughs) no i I didn't see the shit lizard (laughs) I saw the I saw the squirrel. Uh, oh, it's probably the sea. Yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, that one made me laugh because it's like, yeah, that's obviously just a rock with another rock. And yeah, there's there's some shadow. Like this is absurd yeah. that you're even talking about this. Did, did you see the Bigfoot on Mars? That's my favorite. No. Yes. Uh, yeah, you saw that. yeah, it's a rock outcropping that kind of looks like Bigfoot walking. So it became yeah. a big thing on the internet where people were just photoshopping, you know, Patty from the Patterson Gimlin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I don't, yeah, that guy shooting, uh, the, the driver shooting him, I've heard of, but like, I saw the video and they did the close, and I couldn't, I mean, I could, just can't see that stuff. It just looks, it looks like a close up of grainy film from the 60s to me. Like, I can't, I can't make it out. So, yeah. uh, it's interesting that he admitted, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. That whole Kennedy thing I've gone back and forth on so many times that I just don't know that I can see it clearly. Like, I saw this video of like this old dude, like 70 something. And he makes the shots that Oswald supposedly it's impossible to make. He makes it easily and has like time left over. Like oh, from the, really? Yeah, he's just like like going down, down, like nails it, like just shoots it out. I mean, I don't know how good its aim would have been, but like he does it in that amount of time. And he's like, yeah, it's yeah, anybody can do this. Like this isn't this isn't that hard of a shot. And I don't know, you know, I don't know who to believe on that. So I'm like, oh shit, like there goes that. And then there's like all these back and forth bits of evidence. And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe they did a great job and. That's how conspiracy theory works is they convolute it so much that he can't see through it anymore. 
But that's one of those ones I'm like, I don't, you know, I literally at this point, you could have the ghost of Kennedy come back and tell me what happened. I'd still be like, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> somehow faked. I, I can't, I can't see this. Yeah. It's been, uh, almost debated, debated too much and yeah, too many I'm the, theories. I'm the same with 9-11 at this point where it's just, I, I just, I can't because now I have two narratives that make equal sense in my head. I'm like, I, I I'm going insane. Like I'm, I'm now holding literally schizophrenic ideas of, of, of metallurgical structure. And it's like, I'm, man, I, I have a degree in English. I shouldn't be learning about the, the tensile strength of steel while heated. <laughs> well, w- regarding the 9-11 thing though, the, did you know that there was a plane that crashed into uh, the Empire State Building and the Empire State Building still stands? Yeah, but that was like in like the thirties. That was like some shit. Yeah, but still. Like yeah. the fucking plane crashing into a, a building and it stayed up. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't... But yeah, but that was like a shitty plane, like, that had like two gallons yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it wasn't fucking 7-Eleven, or 7-Eleven, 747 yeah. or anything. So a, or right after 9-Eleven, there's that idiot kid that was like protesting his taxes, so he flew his little shitty plane into that building in Florida. Yeah. And it basically, oh, yeah. it, it like broke a window. <laughs> like, that was, yeah. it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, scale up the, the, the structures to, uh, those giant fucking buildings, but, I mean, that's again, I'm not, you know, I, I honestly can argue really well both sides of it. Like conspiracy yeah. theory guys that like I can argue a conspiracy theory guy really well. I can also be the conspiracy. I I don't know anymore because I have too many facts on both sides. Which so is like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna foul this away with a bunch of my other weird shit where it's I've read too much and until some kind of ridiculous smoking gun comes out, I don't know that I can keep you know that any more research into this is ever gonna help. Yeah, I'd agree with that on 9/11. There's so there's so much information out there from. You know, to the very sound, to the just absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad this actually circles right back around to where we started. Good end point is it's, it's like Zachariah Sitchin and me trying to find truth about stuff and everybody keeps referencing him and the 9-11 stuff. Everybody keeps referencing really kind of debatable sources. Like it seems like a lot of these people got turned on watching, you know, Zeitgeist or one of the other, like not exactly truthful takes on the on the day and then it's like oh shit well if you're starting from that point i don't know how much more discerning you're going to be for your later knowledge much like the zachariah sitchin stuff it's like i can't you know like i i need i need like one really smart person that's never heard of 9-11 to step in and be like all right what happened cool let me look at all everything and then i'll, <laughs> I'll get back to you like like a truly no i know what you're saying it's like the the ancient alien people that that follow uh, chariots of the gods, even though a lot of that has been proven wrong, but yeah. you know, they read chariots of the gods and they're like, Oh, it's true. Read this book. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the, the Anunnaki where, uh, fucking Van Daniken always goes like from those from heaven did descend. And it's like, that's, <laughs> like I've, I've heard people that like, like scholars, like the people that like are in, you know, university that would teach somebody how to read ancient languages are like saying like, that's not what that translates to. Like this, yeah. that's not there. And, you know, it's one of the, that was one of the greatest videos ever. Did you guys see the Ancient Aliens debunked video? No, oh, I haven't. Do yourself a favor. It's three hours of the most. Yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. Oh, you, but you can just watch a bit. Like it's three hours of, of this dude just painstakingly just destroying that stupid show. Like holy crap, does he just he lays a intellectual beating on that show? Like I've never just taking clips where they contradict each other, just showing just them outright lies, just poor logic that they use. And 
I've heard some of his videos probably a little hinky too, but there's, I don't even care if some of it's hinky. There's parts that just the logic is so just unassailably just a beat down on ancient aliens. It's, I never thought I'd sit there three and whatever hours of a, of a debunking video, but I was just laughing. Like, like they do the Giorgio Sucolos, you know, that stupid pin he has. Yeah. They're like, like, well, you know, obviously this is, this is an airplane. (laughs) The guy in the video is like, it's a fucking fish. Look. And he shows a fish that's from that area of the world that looks exactly (laughs) like the pin. It's got the same same little frill things in the back of the wing that he was calling stabilizers. It's the exact fucking fish and it's from that area of the world. And it's just like the, the holy crap. That's just a bullet through the head of. Yeah, it doesn't disprove the theory, but it certainly makes that pin look like a piece of crap. Nice. I'm going to have to watch this for sure. Yeah, it's well worth it. It's, it's super long, but like, you know, just, you know, watch the part, you know, just watch as long as you feel like it's really amusing. That's my recommended listening. Oh, yeah, that in, uh, Spirit Science. I don't know if I told you guys about that already. I'm not, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, check out Spirit Science on, on YouTube. It's, uh, if you look up Spirit Science, uh, the History of Humanity video, it's, uh, Spirit Science is like a terrifically long series of, uh, like, they talk about mysticism and uh, it's like a little cartoon guy that, like, it's an introduction to all weird topics. So he goes through, like, you know, uh, uh, Thoth and, you know, Atlantean mythos and it's all the shit you would like. But they, they do, like, this movie that they strung together. It's like two hours of the alternate history of humanity. And it's really fun. It's like, you know, the, the, the evil Martians made a Merkaba on Mars and then transported into ancient Giza. And it's really great. They talk about like Lemuria sinking in Atlantis and it's, it's just all the crazy shit combined into one thing. Really fun to watch. Nice. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super helpful. And it helped me because it introduced me to a couple of concepts that I'd kind of let slip by. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's actually really important. I forgot about that. And not that. There's anything in the video that'll teach you much, but it'll show you a bunch of concepts and you're like, oh cool, I can go read, you know, actual work on this, not not Cartoon Man. Wow. That's gonna yeah, be so awesome. That's, so that's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on, dude. We really appreciate it. It's always awesome to talk to you, dude. Yeah, you guys do. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And uh yeah, all that stuff. This is where the robot voice goes to tell you to go to alexcast.com and look for episode 126. On that episode, you will find links to the Wattcast and all sorts of... Jesus Christ, that's hard. I don't know how you guys do it every week. Go to alexcast.com, check out episode 126. You'll see all the links to uh, the Wattcaster stuff and uh, make sure to find them on iTunes. Leave a nice uh, five-star rating. Do it with my show while you're there, too. Cool. Enjoy. Enjoy. That doesn't make any sense. Goodbye. Yes, that's much better. Goodbye.